Hey, I'm Jory. I'm playing Lila, and it's good to be here. My name is Jillian. I'm playing Gigi. It's good to be here. My name is Eli. I play Aelfic, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm playing Bale, and it's good to be here. Hi, my name is Jesse. I am your GM, and I am powered by the Apocalypse Now Pizza Place in Toronto. Please sponsor us. This is Many Realms. Welcome to our series of one-shots. We're playing between season one and season two of Many Realms. Today, we are playing a game called Dungeon World, a powered by the apocalypse game. It's an apocalypse world hack created by Adam Coble and Sage Latora. We're playing Keep on the Shining Isle today, which is a uh, pocket dungeon written and designed by Shell Khan from 2017. Shell is a writer, artist, and game creator here in Toronto and a good friend of ours. So we're really excited to play Keep on the Shining Isle. If you like this game, you can buy Keep on the Shining Isle and other pocket dungeons by Shell at sorcererscatalog.shop or gumroad.com slash portable city. The first 10 listeners to use the discount code realmsfriends will get 15% off anything in store. That is, in all caps, R-E-A-L-M-S-F-R-I-E-N-D-S at sorcererscatalog.shop or gumroad.com slash portable city. Let's start by introducing the characters. We did make them off mic because Dungeon World's character creation is a little bit back and forth, like all over the place. We wanted to bring you characters that were sort of fully formed. So I think we will start with uh, Jory's character and just go around the table and everyone can talk about the character they're playing. Make sure you mention your class, a bit about your character, and uh, maybe we can fill in some of this kind of story background as we go. I'm playing Lila. I'm a wizard and an elf. And Lila is very academic. She's very science-minded, um, considers magic more of a science than an art or even a spiritual practice. I have a thin body, sharp eyes, wild hair, and my robes are stylish and strange. Uh, in Dungeon World, when you make your character, you select their attributes from a pre-populated list. So we will describe our characters as having certain kinds of eyes, bodies, clothes, and vibes. Um, that we've sort of checked off from a form. It's a very bureaucratic process, the creation of a Dental Worlds character. So I'm playing Gigi. Uh, she is a halfling druid, born of the soil of the Sapphire Islands. Gigi has messy hair, wise eyes, and practical leathers as clothes. Um, and part of the born of the soil move means that I have like a physical tell that connects me to where I'm from. So I have these rainbow feathers that grow out of my body based on the lotl bird. I'm playing Aelfic, she's a cleric. She is a priestess to Galea. Mid twenties, like very gentle. She's got a bubbly soft body. She has sweet eyes and short pinkish hair. Uh, I'm playing Bale the Bard. Bale is an academic 
as well as an artiste. He is trying to make a troupe, both to explore said artistry and bring it uh, around the world, but also to double as a way to see more of the world and, and, and then therefore expand his research and understanding of the world outside of his small little town village, town village. Tillage. Tillage. Out of his small little tillage, he is well-fed, whatever that looks like, I guess. His eyes are knowing, his hair's wild, and his clothes are ostentatious, which is also great. These four uh, would-be heroes have taken up the call to track down two youths. Their names are Cloud and Carrie. They are a brother and a sister and they have set out themselves from the Tillage, the village of Tillage, I believe is the name, if I got this right in my notes, to a place called the Shining Isle. You are all from um, this Tillage, which is located on one rocky kind of outcropping of an island as part of this large archipelago that spills out into the sea. Cloud and Carrie have set out to the Shining Isle to find a cure for their sickly, sickly mother. They've heard strange rumors of mysterious and potent herbs and other plants that grow on this island and hoping that one might be useful to them and their cause. They set out by themselves to this island, which is forbidden for them to travel, and they haven't been heard from in a couple of days. It takes about a day and a half's worth of travel to get to the Shining Isle, so it's not unusual that they haven't returned, but it's a Mighty unusual for anyone to have gone in the first place. No one from the Tillage has been to the Shining Isle in uh, decades, certainly. So that means it's up to the four of you to pile in a little boat and speed off after them. We're going to open in the boat uh, the first night of travel. You left around sunrise on, call it day one, and you'll get there by mid-morning on day two. So you do have some overnight sailing to do. I want to ask what each of you would be doing in uh, this boat as you are sailing through the ocean and trying to get to this island. Aelfic is reading like a text that somebody maybe wrote about this island a long time ago, but we don't necessarily know if the information is accurate. Like. It's just some guy's journal, basically. I think Vale probably would have experience navigating, uh, has been out in the waters, uh, you know, probably a number of times, so. You're a bit of like a traveling troubadour. Yeah, so oh, I, I think it stands to reason that he would be making sure we get where we need to go. No, I'd love to, to chat, but I don't know. What, what is everyone else doing <laughs> so that I can bother them? <laughs> You're looking at us like you want us to talk. No, because I want to... Are there other activities that people are doing that I can interrupt? What are you doing, Lila? And it, for God's sake, better be something interruptible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, I'm probably preparing spells. Great. <laughs> Super unimportant. Interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Gigi, you look a little lost in thought there. Uh, yeah, I... I'm very worried about about Cloud and Carrie. I know that you had a relationship with both of them, so I know this is probably a bit hard, but that's why we're sending the Tillage's best to go and get them back. Yeah, I just, you know, the, the last time I, I saw Cloud, we didn't really um, end things off on, on a good note. 
yeah, I don't know. He was he was really um, weirded out. I turned into a bird for like the first time, um, and uh, that was really weird <laughs> for him. So he uh, left. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like traveling across the sea to go save him is a quite a wonderful opportunity to win back his heart, wouldn't you say? I I don't know if he would want that. You know, Gigi, I think you could do with a little bit of positivity. I don't know if you if you heard what I said before. I said we're sending the Tilges best. Now there's four people in this boat. Now I'm very clearly qualified to be here. But the point being everyone is qualified to be here. And what I'm trying to get at is you're one of the Tilges best. Okay, I said it, all right? Wow, coming from you, that's really nice. Can you can you can you turn into anything? How does that work? Is it like only what you see? Uh, if if I study a creature of the land, then I can mimic it. Oh, Gigi, what's your favorite thing to turn into? Um, I've only done birds so far. Well, I haven't seen a bird in about eight hours of sailing this thing, so if you're looking for something to do, a little, you know... Do you turn into a bird, Gigi, at this opportunity? <laughs> um, sure. Also, I hate when I turn into a bird and guys just run the other way. It's like, <laughs> need a king who can candle. It's rough. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> sure, let's roll dice, because it's fun. Okay. On a seven, something happens. I get to hold two. I don't really know what the holds do. Sure. Um, uh, hold is when you want to do any kind of exceptional maneuver as your form. You would spend one hold. So we, what bird, do you, are you a lottle? Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of like abilities might a lottle have? I don't know. It's like a big rainbow bird. Okay. So you have um, a move I'm gonna call like Dazzle. And uh, whenever you want to distract someone, you can sort of fluff your feathers and fly about in a certain way that makes you very like bright and attractive and noticeable. Didn't Dazzle cloud though. Oh. <laughs> uh, so a hold is something you could use to use your Dazzle ability. Sweet. Or um, revert back to my halfling form. Yes. You turn into a lottle and you start wheeling above this tiny sailboat to the, it seems, amusement and delight of all of your uh, compatriots. Oh, wow. Wow. Very good form. <laughs> it's um, it's getting on in the night. It's a, it's a cloudy, moonless night and the sea is foggy and mucky. And Bale, you're having a really hard time actually making much progress navigating towards the Shining Isle in these kinds of unfavorable conditions. Hmm. And as you twirl about and, um, I don't know, maybe dazzle your, your friends here above this boat, you see in the distance a, a sort of glow is starting to spread through the water toward your little boat. It's coming from the direction you're headed in, the direction of the Shining Isle. And as you watch, um, a strange kind of golden gleam suffuses the fog and creeps closer and closer to your boat. It seems like it's covering a huge swath of the sea. I make my bird call because I want people to know what's happening. Do we understand it? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, Bale, being familiar with uh, the Lottle history, I, I would like to think that I can perhaps identify what she means. Sure. 
um, then you know that she means it's like a lookout call. It's like a something ahead call. Uh, well, then I guess it would. Well, then come on back and let's figure out what this is. Great. You come back? Yeah, I come back. I sit I sit on the, the top of the mast. All right. You turn back to you and then you're sitting on the mast. No, I want to stay a bird. <laughs> I got to talk to you. <laughs> I can I understand like, you. That's fair. I want to scritch behind her bird ears. Nice. Now is that, does that work for birds? <laughs> I think you can, you can like stroke a bird's feathers. Sure. That's nice. The water is glowing brighter and brighter, and um, the light is diffusing through the fog, which is now looking like a, a, a golden steam that's surrounding your boat on all sides. Um, it's growing so bright that it's starting to be kind of hard to look at the, uh, the intensely shining waters all around you. I would like to see if I can recognize this phenomenon. Okay. I'm trying to think if it's something that I have read about before. I'm going to cast a spell, which is detect magic. Okay. Seven. Okay, so on a uh, seven to nine, the spell is going to be cast, but you either draw unwelcome attention to yourself, you disturb the fabric of reality and take a minus one ongoing to cast spells, or uh, after it's cast, the spell is forgotten and you cannot cast it again until you prepare spells. Oof. Um, I guess I will draw unwelcome attention. Okay, or put yourself in a spot. Yeah. So here is what I think happens. You are leaning over the boat, looking into this water, trying maybe to reach out and touch it a little bit and see if you can get any kind of um, sensory data. And as it's growing brighter and brighter, you shield your eyes and then you hear a massive chilling sound. Do you know when you um, like unplug a CRT monitor and you get that very like, Mm-hmm. as like every bit of electricity drains from it, that times a thousand, this like huge. And once you hear that sound, suddenly the golden light immediately vanishes. And once again, you are staring an inch away from the dark black sea and the shock of it causes you to recoil and you lose your footing and tip over the side of the boat. Ah! I'll run to her and hold my, my staff out to let her climb back up. What did I learn from the, like, detect magic part of that? The light in the water was magic, and it was coming from the direction of the island. How choppy are the waters? As you take a look to see that uh, Lila has fallen over, you can see that a huge swell is moving towards the boat, sort of in the path that the light took a moment before, and it's uh, racing towards you, and you're going to have to do some deft maneuvering uh, in the next 30 seconds, or you're going to be in some serious trouble. Can I use my bird claws to try and pick up Lila? I think if you spend a hold, you can do that, yeah. Cool. Lila, Gigi, in the form of a lottle bird, flies over to you and uh, grabs at your robes and starts uh, tugging your um, flailing form toward the side of the boat. You see Aelfic uh, leaning over the railing and extending the staff out to you to grab onto. Mm -hmm. Ah, I grab your staff for sure pull myself back onto the boat and I'm panting and I'm like, oh. Uh, I maneuver the boat uh, to actually approach the waves properly. That kind of like a... That slicey. Yeah. Yeah. Diagonally. I think that what you are doing is defying danger. And I think that you're doing it with wisdom. Your seafaring wisdom. Yes. Okay. Uh, so what's that look like? Where is it? That is going to be a defy danger roll. So you're just going to roll 2d6 and add your wisdom modifier. Uh, six. Now that's a failure. So that's not- I failed to turn the wheel. (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> I, think you, I think you turned the wheel properly. I think you are obviously distracted by Lila's episode there. And as the gang works to pull her up, all of the weight is now uh, on one side of the boat. Never a good idea. And she's pulling on it quite heavily as she's trying to claw her way up over uh, the side using Elphic's staff. And they managed to get her over, but it rocks the boat pretty severely. It makes it a lot harder for you to plot a straight course. And I think what happens is that you, you try to slice this wave a bit, but you shear it pretty unevenly. And in the curve of your motion against this great wave that's rushing out, a huge amount of water lands in the boat. But you all stay inside. So the boat is now um, pretty full of water, which is also a bad place for a boat to be. But the wave has passed behind you. What's the water look like ahead? It is still mucky, but the waves, it seems settled. Um, I'm going to start trying to bail us out, I guess. Boat stuff. Yeah, let's get a bucket. Let's start scooping this out. You scoop this water out of the boat, but I think the consequence you're going to suffer on your failure is that um, one of you is going to lose a piece of equipment that will have been kind of tossed when uh, this boat nearly got flooded. So what is it? Uh, I throw my three coins over the side. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe I lose my staff. Okay. Because I was wiped off the boat completely. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, uh, Lila, your staff ends up um, flooded over the side of the boat and off into the ocean, where it is destined to become driftwood. But other than that, if the three of you are working, uh, you're able to bail out the boat pretty nicely and uh, eventually resume a course to the Shining Isle. I guess you'll take turns kind of uh, ruddering as you sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, you wake up to see the island in front of you. It is in the center of a cluster of islands that almost seem like they're tilted away from the Shining Isle, as though they were trying in their uh, slow moving island way to flee it. The island itself is standing on a massive uh, cliff. So the top of it is um, above like really sheer cliff walls. And the only uh, point of access is a tiny dock that's built out at the bottom of one of the cliffs and a set of carved stone stairs that lead all the way up to the top. At the top, you can see the uh, keep on the Shining Isle gleaming dark stone, presumably long since abandoned. The people of the tillage don't speak much about it. The fog has lifted, the muck has cleared, and your sailing is relatively smooth. Lila, would you have any idea of where the herbs might be? It likes damp, warm environments, so where the woods are densest is where I think we can find it. And I think maybe Cloud and Carrie knew that. All right, shall we make our way up? I think so. What are you? How is everyone doing this morning? Ready to go. Are you still like a bird? Uh, no. I think uh, Gigi turned back into a halfling to sleep. Okay. In that case, you arrive at this dock. Is there another boat? There's not another boat, but there is a uh, fairly fresh-looking rope that's tied to the moorings. Nothing we can really do if we're here to do this, so I still just dock the boat properly and... Can we keep the boat somewhere else? Can we drag it out of the water? Well, I think it's safer on the dock than on the water. Well, what's the gauge? Can we get, is it feasible we can just give it a shot just pulling it? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do that. What? 
four people pulling like a small sailboat out of a dock. Difficult, but doable, I guess. Now let's make our way up, but everybody watch your steps. It's quite slippery, I think. <laughs> yeah, carefully climb the stairs. Okay, the stairs are quite slippery, you're right. It seems as though, though it hasn't rained lately, the stairs are, are quite, quite wet, even very high up the side of the cliff. And at the top of the stairs, you arrive at the surface of the island proper. A road leads from the steps to the keep that's uh, opposite you, kind of on the other end of the island. All around it is a dark forest of large, lush trees. In the distance, you hear the sound of water flowing, perhaps a river. Sidebar, is this a, um, like a campaign where we're, we're going to want to eat? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm so hungry right now. Uh, Okay, so it looks like we're like our collective goal right now is what the keep or looking for the. There's no reason for us to go to the keep, I guess. Uh, it depends on what we knew about Cloud and Carrie. Well, we know they're looking for herbs yeah. to cure their mother, which we know should grow in the forest. Yeah, not at the keep. So. Yeah, she went ahead into the forest. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking for this herb? Yeah, I guess so. Or we're assuming that that's where they would have gone to find the herb. Okay. So you head into the tree line here and explore this forest. You come across a patch of vegetables, like a garden, a tillage, if you will. And here you can see an overgrown patch of vegetables that are overgrown and ill-tended. It looks like no one's been to this patch of vegetables in a long time, but um, the vegetables look incredibly robust and healthy. There is a tree at one end with um, beautiful, big, gleaming red, shiny apples that look absolutely delicious. There is a uh, walnut tree that is um, weighed down with its bountiful fruit. And uh, in the garden, there are large cabbages and uh, winding vines of gourds. There are cucumbers, there are tomatoes uh, loose in the dirt. And at one end, there is a pig and um, it's getting its snout down into some uh, vegetable matter. Now in this direction, as you've explored, you can also hear the um, sound of flowing water quite a bit louder. You're nearby some body of water. Hello, does anybody uh, own these vegetables? Okay, I take some. Take some vegetables? <laughs> yes. Cool. What do you take? Give me some of them cukes. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> I just... I, the universe. <laughs> Galea. I take some cucumbers. That's that's the way you, like, thank her for your, your bounty. <laughs> Give, me Give me some, some of them cukes. <laughs> <laughs> do you eat them now or save them for later? Uh, I'll save them away. Okay. They look amazing. I want to pick an apple. Sure. I want to pick two apples and oh, toss. No, I said just one. No, okay, you pick two apples. <laughs> and I want to toss one to Bale. Here, catch. Ten, baby. I catch the apple, right? Yes. Hey, thanks. Bale, this is the sweetest, juiciest, crispest apple you have ever tasted in your entire life. Then, yeah, I just, I guess I grab more. Uh, I grab, it's like a full bountiful tree of apples? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, if I have like a sack, I guess I just fill it up. Sounds good. Now, sorry, I guess looking around, I still will do this, but I'm just curious, looking around based on all this, this looks obviously like 
this is owned by somebody or was prior. Definitely was. It looks like this was like a tended like food growing area that is no longer tended. Are are pigs native to the Sapphire Island Isles? Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to this pig then. <laughs> okay. I can understand pig animals native to my land. Uh, he speaks Latin. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Latin way, I guess. Uh, uh, so I wanna I wanna ask it uh, if it has seen two young people come by. Pig answers. <laughs> one, of them, one of them's kinda good looking, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sendere pig, which is very a challenging concept for me to portray, but as I am a master chameleon. I will be able to just slip right into this and I'll say, uh, a couple of days ago, it's eating also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were they hurt? No. Is, is this food special? Is this food special? What does the pig think the answer is to that? <laughs> <laughs> the pig is like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, is this forest dangerous? No. Uh, I'm guessing you relay that to us? Yeah. You all saw Gigi like squatting down next to the pig and like, like touching its back and being like, hey. Uh. <laughs> I, I assume Gigi was like speaking also in pig. Was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going oh, on Gigi over there. To Gigi, you're like hearing it in like your voice, but to us, we're seeing you snorting at this pig. Yeah, maybe I don't even like realize that's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, guys, I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking common. Like, what's up? <laughs> Bale makes note of Gigi's capacity to play a pig in future iterations of plays. There was a stream nearby too, or something. We heard water. Yeah, I'd like to go over to that stream and sanctify it, which keeps it pure, purified, holy, and then drink it. Dope. Okay. What you find as you head toward the sound of moving water is a fairly large pond. The water in the pond is a unearthly blue. It's like a bright, bright, clear, shining blue. And uh, on the pond floating is a rowboat that looks like it's um, covered in layers of algae and moss. There are also a lot of fish in the pond. They are humongous. The fish are maybe the size of one of you. And uh, they don't look like any particular fish that's native to the rocky sapphire islands. So I won't talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) Do we think that this could be the robo? Well, how would they have rowed all the way from home? That's a lot of work for two teenagers. That's true, but then who left this boat here? It looks like it's been here for years. Could be whoever lived here once upon a time. Mm. Clearly someone did. I wonder where they went. So what do we do? What do we do? Can we just go around it? I mean, yeah, you, you can, can just go, go around, around it. Okay, we just go around it. Okay. Just go around it. And you're going to just keep searching the forest for these two youths. Yeah. Okay. You don't find them. There's no sign of them in the woods here. Any sign of the herbs? That's an interesting question. How, is this like a real herb that's like rumored to grow here, but is rare or like an herb of like legend itself? 
Uh, I would say it'd be like a mix. It would be like, it probably is real, but it probably doesn't have the curative properties that people are saying that it has. And so it's become almost like mythical because it's here, but we would, it would be like, it's probably just, you know, dank. So we don't really know what it looks like, but it's dank. <laughs> yeah. It is a dank, dank herb. So you're going by smell. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I don't think that we would necessarily know exactly what it looks like, but it's probably very broken telephone. Okay, well, if there's nothing in the forest, I feel like if they've like become stranded on this island and they didn't go to these like bountiful vegetables, then our best bet is to look for them at the keep, right? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, presumably, uh, if that frayed rope was theirs, they would be stuck here. Uh, and so if I was stuck here, I would probably seek Bastion at the highest point in the largest structure. Right, so let's head towards the keep. Yeah, that's about the long short of it, yeah. All right. But before we leave the forest, I do want to just like call their names out very loudly. Cloud! Carrie! Cloud! Cloud! Carrie! There is no response but the snuffling of a pig. Uh, so I assume we head there? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we do. Uh, all right, uh, does anyone want an apple? Does yeah. anyone want an apple? I'm feeling a little peckish. I don't I don't trust these apples. Uh, um, Bale double fists two apples because Aelfic didn't want one. You get electrolytes <laughs> or whatever. Whatever's in an yes! apple. Gatorade. You can get the Gatorade out of the apples. Nice. And you head to the keep. But the front gate is locked and barred. Is it climbable? Possibly. Is it flyable? Uh, <laughs> the party looks at Gigi expectantly. <laughs> I hate to ask this of you, Gigi, but you know. <laughs> no, yeah, fine. We'll we'll fly. Eight. Okay, seven to nine, you get to hold two uh your allotal again. Yep. Same moves, same stats. I'm gonna pick each of my party members up one by one and drop them over the other side. Can a lot of lift a person? You did earlier to get me out of the water. That's true. You didn't like suspend her whole weight. Yeah, or it's like an assisted climb. Okay. okay. I think this costs a hold. Yeah. So I think you can only do it twice. Okay. Can someone go over the other side of the gate and look for a key? So I, I take Ilfek over first. Okay. Thank you. And that's you turning into a, a big, beautiful rainbow bird and swooping down and getting her like collar in your beak and like dragging her up the wall no. or like. <laughs> it's, it's a claws thing. Yeah. Claws into the shoulders. Yeah. Thank you very much, Gigi. Ah! <laughs> Elphick, you've uh, been assisted and, and boosted and tumbled over this large keep wall. You're behind the gate and a stone path leads toward a front door. Okay, are there any, is there any like guard post type like outer building that might have a key? There are four big um, watchtowers on each corner. One watchtower in each corner, four watchtowers double. Oh boy, this is a bit spooky, but I'm gonna go on ahead a bit, okay? and then go towards the, the tower to my left. You head into this watchtower, um, which has like a, a tiny little space on the ground floor and then a big set of stairs that hug each of the walls and um, zags up to the top. 
um, at the top of these stairs, I think that you find a big iron key hanging on a hook that juts out from the wall, a low table with a half-burnt candle. Everything in here seems very old and dusty. Um, it looks like that the this watchtower has like open windows and it looks like plenty of like rain and like wind has blown in over the years since this uh, keep has been abandoned. And so the place is covered in kind of dry muck. But there is a pot of flowers on the desk that are still growing with like lush vibrance and really bright trumpeting petals, um, even though no one's been here for years and years. How many are there? Flowers? Yeah. Two. I take them. Okay. And the key, obviously, and go back and open the door. <laughs> smooth, smooth. With a huge... The door swings open and you see Aelfic standing behind the gate holding a pot of flowers. Uh, now, there are other watchtowers, so do we want to go there, or do we want to go right into the keep? Uh, right into the belly of the beast. Let's go into the keep. Cloud? Carrie? So if I'm still a bird, yeah. since I only took one person over, can I do, like, a, a big overhead loop? Yeah. What are you looking to see? My friends. You, uh, leap up into the air, flap your wings, let out a high keening call, and loop around the top of the keep. You can see that um, the top rooms of the keep also seem like disused, dusty, and mucky. The few glass windows that were here have long since shattered. Um, you don't see any sign of movement or anything. I will come back to the group and perch myself on Aelfic's shoulder. Okay. <laughs> Even though I'm very I was large. about to say, <laughs> what is that like? You're, you're having a lot of fun with the elastic size quality of this bird. <laughs> yeah. Well, bone, like bird bones are very light, strong, but not heavy. Sure. Titanium. <laughs> and you're going to head inside the keep? Yeah. You see stairs that seem to head uh, upstairs to like living quarters. You see uh, a corridor off to one side that seems to head to like kitchens and storerooms. You see a doorway in front of you that seems to head further within to the keep. Well, if we're following the line of thinking that they're staying here, I'd say that the living quarters are probably our best bet. That's a good point. Lead the way. I lead the way. You head up the stairs to the living quarters and you see 15 or 20 identical rooms on this top floor kind of spaced around various hallways uh, as you tour. There are no signs of life on this floor, but you do see that um, there is a selection of rooms that are largely identical. Each person at this keep had a sort of standard issue, bed, trunk, small table, small chair, small window out of the room. It looks almost sort of monkish. You can see some remnants of the people that used to live here. Some small things like a, uh, piece of rock that has been polished until it has a nice shine to it. You also find a pile of pages that seemed like it belonged to a gardener. It's a schedule for um, maintaining the plants in the uh, big garden that you found outside. And it also has notes that seem um, very, very old about creating some trade deliveries with other islands. But as far as you're aware, no one's been to this island in several decades. What are the deliveries on the page? Like, is it anything? It seems like they were just shipping like simple uh, fruits and vegetables. 
And it seems like in return, they were looking to acquire unique like artisan goods, spinning machines, specialty tools, stuff so that they could eventually make fewer and fewer trades as you see the pages sort of dwindle and eventually stop having contact with the outside world uh, at all. Is there, what is, do we know about the history? Cause you said decades, so this is recent history. We might have an idea of what we think happened here. Uh-huh. Um, tell me who would know anything about this island of you? say either me or Bale, because you said you study history. Yeah, I think I, I would know like some of the folklore. Okay. I think you would probably know, broadly speaking, that travelers came to this island um, in the hopes of creating a self-sufficient farming community. And that seems to be to some vague religious reasoning. You're not sure on the intricacies of whatever faith they followed, but they wanted to create their own kind of compound as it were. So they brought people there. They tried to gradually and then firmly cut off contact with the outside world. And then um, after a while, the general understanding is that whatever they wanted in this island out of their community didn't seem to occur. And they all left or died out or disappeared. I mean, I can sparse that information. I'll relay it to the party. Seems like this is consistent with those stories. Um, are we satisfied with everything on this floor then? Like, does anyone want to explore? Based more? on all this, the curiosity and talk of the soil and the food and the pig and all that, maybe the kitchen's a good a good spot to go look. Cool. The kitchen is a good spot to go look. You win. Um, no, but it looks like there have been visitors to this kitchen recently. And it looks like those visitors set up camp. In a kitchen. Well, not a tent, just like camp. By the uh, hearth, there are some bedrolls and a chamber pot. There is a bucket that looks like it's full of water from the pond. Um, It looks like people have been recently trying to chop and stew some of the vegetables that you found growing outside because you can see onion peels and carrot stems and uh, rinds of different fruits um, and old leftover stew coals in a pot on the stove. On one of the bedrolls, you see a blue sweater that you know belongs to Carrie. Um, does it does it look like they got a chance to eat the stew? Yes. Well, we can either wait here and hope they return or keep exploring. We've now confirmed that they're here. I think it would be good to press on, perhaps. I want to, like, move the things around here so that if they come back, they know someone else has been here. Oh, good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we just leave a note? No, you have to do some crazy shit with the bowls. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I definitely have paper and pen. What's the note say? Cloud! (laughs) Carrie! Please reach us at 647. (laughs) A warrant has been issued for your arrest by the Canadian government. Um. Uh, I mean, I feel like it'd be something to the tune of Dear Cloud and Carrie, A number of your friends from the tillage have come searching for you. It seems we have found your little bastion. Please remain here once you get this. We will come for you with love. Your friends. (laughs) I want to sign it with like a bird footprint. Yeah, you're still in bird form until you spend your hold. So you're just trotting around. Mm -hmm. Um, There's kind of one other area, which is sort of the center of the keep that you haven't traveled to yet. Let's. From the entrance to the keep, 
you head through the main corridor and enter this sort of large chamber with a vaulted ceiling. You see in front of you, there is a locked iron door. And in front of that, there is a small staircase that winds down underground into the basement of the keep. I try the key again. The front door key? Yes. I don't think it would work. It's like a big, heavy, like, gate key. And this is like a people-sized door. Being basically civilians, I feel like we can't really do much about the door. I think we should head downstairs. Um, I would like to cast light. Any item I give glows with arcane light as bright as a torch. Gives off no heat or sound or fuel. Um, I lost my staff, so I guess I'll do it with, like, a book. Okay. You have to roll to cast a spell. 12. Woo! That's a really good roll. The spell is successfully cast. You light up a book. (laughs) (laughs) So are you going to lead the way with this glow book down? Sure. I love a glow book. Okay. Down at the bottom of the stairs is a a different room. It looks like it might have been some kind of sacrifice chamber. This room has been dug into the dirt and there is uh, a large open pit in this basement chamber. At the bottom of this pit, there are skeletons, innumerable, ancient, bleached and dusty in the bottom of the darkest part of this fortress. Behind the pit is a door that seems identical to the one that was on the main floor, except that it's unlocked. All around you are also piled bodies that look unusual. They are elongated a little bit, not like manually, but it seems like everyone who lived here was very tall, thin, to a sort of uncanny degree. You can see that some of the pigs have uh, chewed their way through the flesh of these creatures and left them nothing but untouched bones that seem to almost glow. I'd like to cast Detect Magic on those bones. Okay. Eleven. Uh, on an eleven, you are checking out these glowy bones. They have the same kind of glow as the light in the water that you saw, and even the same kind of shimmer that imbued the waters of the pond. It's this sort of um, ambient, kind of suffusing energy that seems to, in a very like organic way, have permeated every creature and animal and plant and man and beast that's on this island. So it's hard to to name the precise nature of it, but it's easy to infer that um, it's something that these people got by eating this food, by drinking this water, by living here, by walking on this soil. Um, These characteristics were passed on to them. Um, Elfith does not like all of these dead bodies. She's gonna start saying a whole lot of prayers. uh, And I don't think I wanna cross this room. Well, what's the path to get out of the room? Is it through them? You would have to go around this uh, pit that also has like kind of bodies and skeletons piled around the sides of it. Just walk through a room, but it's a very spooky room. Too spooky for me. No, Aelfic. Okay, listen. Hey, look at me. And I like with one eye closed. I'm scared, but I'm I'm looking. Now, I know it's tough, but are you brave? No, <laughs> I would feel wrong touching these bodies. It feels. No one said you had to touch them. We'll avoid them altogether. Uh, you can I... even close your eyes if you like. Okay, she closes her eyes. Uh, I start trying to pull her across the room. Okay. I'd be like, you know, we get somewhere and be like, okay, you're, just, you're gonna have to take a big step, big step here. Just, yeah, like that. Are you gonna head through the door? Yes. Can you relay <laughs> that information about the food? Oh yeah. 
Okay, I dump the apples in the pit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Behind this second iron door, it looks like there is a small temple. On the walls are painted imagery and writings that show very, very long people bringing forth bounty to uh, a group of what look like regularly proportioned humans. You can see long people handing shining red apples to these regularly sized people. You can see them working side by side, growing plants, fetching water, and they're sort of given this sort of divine status. They're deified, right, in these writings. You can see some writing about how the food and drink that the sweet ones gave us made us all better and it fixed us. We wanted to go with the sweet ones, but we couldn't. So we'll wait for them to come back. Also in this room, there is an altar carved of black spruce that looks like it's been uh, roughly pushed into the corner. Uh, you can see the scuff marks from where it usually sat, and where it usually sat is above a trapdoor in the floor. You still a bird? Yeah. Okay, How's, what's that like? Gigi um, f- flaps her wings and is like looking around like frantically. Like, where are these children? I might open the trapdoor and just like shine the book in from above to see if I can like see anything. You don't have to. When you open the trap door, uh, light floods into the room. Ah. Clean, pale, bluish light and a short drop leads you into another chamber that is directly abutting the one that you're sitting in. You can peer down into the trap door and you can see um, look like some plants growing. Hmm. I'm gonna drop down. So you are in a room that looks like it is made from some kind of crystalline substance. And it also looks like you've dropped down into it sort of sideways. On one wall to your left, there are beds of plants that are growing. It seems almost like straight out, defying gravity slightly. Um, And on the opposite wall to your right, where the ceiling of this room would be, is this bright bluish light that is just sort of rolling off the top of this crystalline structure. Judy doesn't touch the ground. She would just like to hover. <laughs> okay. This is weird. You're also a hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> there is a door carved into the ceiling at one point that seems to lead deeper into this uh, crystalline structure. There are small sweet peppers growing on a trellis and bale to you particularly, they look and smell amazing. They are mouthwateringly crisp and cold and sweet and the first thing that catch your eye and inflame your senses when you head into this chamber. If they're not making me do anything, there's no way I would touch them. I think they are kind of making you. Okay, I what's think happening? You are being tempted to eat this food. Do I still have like all my senses? I'm just like moving closer towards it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening, but I literally can't resist the urge to eat these peppers right now, and I need somebody to stop me because this is so clearly not good. a good. They look so claws good. on the shoulder. They look so good. No, no, stop! Backwards. They look so good. I'll help too. I'll just push one. How can one do anything? It's just one. Well, this pepper. is all happening. Like I'm gonna go bite. examine the peppers. Lila, they look fantastic. You can picture them crunching between your yes. teeth. Lila, it could just be one. If you know, just one little pepper. I'm gonna detect magic, but I'm also probably gonna like take a bite. Yes, yes. So that detect <laughs> magic roll is 13. I'm trying to like think what like looking at more of this food will teach you. That's the thing. Like yeah. I'm not sure what. I ate it, I took a bite. Okay. You, no, you should roll against 
constitution. <laughs> Damn. Um, 12. Okay, you get a plus one ongoing to strength and dexterity. You feel invigorated as you eat this fresh, uh, delicious pepper. I love vegetables. Lila, why did you eat that? Well, it um really revitalizing. It must have some kind of magical properties that enhance the body. Do you feel normal? You feel good? Yeah, I feel great. I have tossy one because oh, no. yeah, it's done right in there. Okay, uh, uh, roll with uh, constitution. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, I know you had your lovely bird hands stopping. Ah! Bail resist. That is an eight. Okay. Um, you also get a plus one ongoing to strength and dexterity and a minus one ongoing to constitution uh, as you and Lila eat of these sweet, sweet peppers. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Aelfic and Bird Gigi, you watch as these two uh, start munching down on this delicious, delicious food. Please don't eat any more. Well, I mean, if one felt good. <laughs> <laughs> um, where where does this like chamber go? There's a door carved into uh, one wall that seems to lead to uh, a similar chamber that kind of tilts deeper into the earth. I don't know if I want to still be a bird anymore because I want to find my friends with my voice. Um, so I will uh, spend my other hold to turn back into a person. Stop eating. <laughs> we have a mission. <laughs> Cloud and Carrie could be in danger. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> Cloud, Carrie. And you head further into the, the structure? Yeah. If they go ahead, I, I guess I would uh, sneak another pepper. Okay, <laughs> roll against constitution. <laughs> so six. Oh, wait, seven. Seven. And an additional plus one to strength and dexterity and an additional minus one to constitution. Oh, yeah. Um, and the more you eat of this food, the more delicious it seems, the more uh, tempting and yummers. How many of these are left? The peppers? You've probably eaten most of them at this point, the two of you. I want to, like, throw the rest up the hatch. Okay. Well, my strength of being a performer and constantly facing rejection and harsh criticism has allowed me to steal my nerves and my hunger to not consume anymore. But to consume the first two. <laughs> yes, that was for me. All right, we continue on. The next room, the wall is spilling over with luscious, plump, fat, purple grapes. What is going on? Oh, Don't, man. everybody, everybody close your eyes and hold hands. We are not eating any of this. If as you, far as I can tell, there's no real negative repercussions. Yeah, I actually, well, I actually it's feel better. It's a distraction. Okay. I feel kind of good. Okay, Gigi, you get Lila, I'll get Bail. Let's pull them out. Great. <laughs> I think that now, obviously, I've I've had that. That was like me succumbing to that. After seeing a literal pit of bodies and the imagery that's associated, presumably, with this food, I feel like it would have to be quite, quite. I'm going to swear, uh, fucking compelling, for 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 me to consume anymore. Lila thinks those are just folklore anyway and as far as she can tell the evidence says the fruit is good so I'm gonna try and grab the grape. I threaten you with my spear. <laughs> I say, whoa, whoa. Don't put that in your mouth. Gigi these grapes though these grapes though Gigi you need to roll against constitution. But I haven't eaten anything. I know that's how good these I told you they're quite oh, fucking good. <laughs> oh no that's a six. Oh. Uh, you want to eat them grapes, I think. 
Okay, so Lila goes to grab them, and I threaten her with my spear, and I just, like, rip them from where she was going to rip them and start popping. Yeah, you're like, they're mine. You can't have any. And roll constitution again. Again. That first was to tempt you, and the second to see is the effect of it. Seven. On a seven, plus one strength and dex, minus one con ongoing. Do I need to roll? You do. Uh, Everyone needs to roll for these grapes, I think. I mean, Lila's not trying not to eat the grapes. Yeah, then just eat the grapes. Again, I feel like I'd be able to I not be able to resist it now oh, that no. like I know this association with it. Yeah. Ten. Uh, five. Okay. Alefic, you get a plus one of strength and dexterity with no penalties. Lila, you need to roll a D6. Four. You lose four points of health. You're eating these grapes and you can sort of feel, call it like more of like a tummy, a tummy curious, a curious tummy situation. I do have a curious tummy. It's part of being an academic. <laughs> when I went to school, they said, sharpen your mind and empty your tummy. Classic academic tummy. Uh, try and continue on and get out to the next one. Do you already have grapes? I didn't have grapes. I had two of the peppers. The, the more different new foods that you see, you do need to roll again to resist them. Okay. Them's the breaks. Well, this is not good. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Oh, Zero. No. Okay, then you will eat these grapes and um, you need to roll uh, again against Khan. What, 1d6? 2d6, like the same roll. The first is again to be tempted to eat it and the Got second it. is to see the effect. Seven. Again, plus one strength and dex, minus one con. <laughs> oh boy. What is your con at now? Minus four. four. You actually can't win these rolls anymore. I managed to just barely squeeze that one. I got 10. <laughs> Are you going to keep heading through the structure? I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm, I imagine Cloud Carry came down here. They probably ate the same things. So maybe they're still down here eating. As you head into the next chamber, you seem to have entered a uh, central hub of this bizarre um, crystal building. There's a sort of um, outer ring of this chamber and an inner ring. On the outer ring are platforms and on the platforms are people who are sleeping, at least a dozen or more um, on these platforms that wrap around the edge of this large chamber. And on the inner ring, there is a door against the wall and the door is taller and narrower than an average door. And in front of that door, uh, sleeping is Carrie. Uh, is she like elongated? She looks okay. Uh, okay, I wanna run down and try and wake her up. Okay, you shake her awake and um, she opens her eyes. She's clutching um, one of the spoons from the kitchen that she has carved into a very crude shiv and she's whimpering and she looks up at you. She seems not to recognize you. She Carrie. says, they're coming back, they're, they're coming back, they're coming back. Who's coming back? We have to keep them out or we're gonna go. We have to, we have to keep them out of here. Who? She, yeah, she seems to not be so much in talking to you or even directing these words to you necessarily. She seems reluctant to move from the door as well. Uh, I wanna like caress her hair and try to calm her down a little bit. Carrie? Carrie, sweetheart, do you remember us? This is, it's me, Elphick, and this is Lila, and, and Gigi, and Bale, and, and we miss you very much. Where are you? What's, what's going on? Why are you here? Well, we haven't seen you in a while, and, and we came to come find you because we were worried about you. You and your brother, Cloud. She, um, 
looks down and, and um, her hands have been tightly gripping this uh, little spoon knife. Someone should invent that uh, in her hands and uh, suddenly it um, snaps and she drops both the pieces and she looks up at you, Elphic, with uh, haunted green eyes and she says, uh, Cloud is gone. What do you mean Cloud is gone? They, they took him through the door. What? What's on the other side of this door? More of, of this place, but it's, it's huge and it's strange and uh, I tried to get him back, but they were chasing me and I ran away and I shut the door and I've been staying here. Who? The people, the, the creatures, they're, they're so tall and they're so, I don't know, I didn't understand what they were saying. Who are all these people? I don't know. Have they been awake since you've been here? No. Is something keeping you asleep? No, I was... I was tired from watching the door. But I feel sleepy when I'm here and I'm so hungry. Does adventuring gear come with rations? Rations, I believe, is a separate item listed. I have rations. I have dungeon rations. She has dungeon rations. I'm going to give Carrie uh, one use of rations. Okay. She eats, like, um, some hard tack, like, crackers and, like, a bit of salami. She says, it doesn't taste very good. All the food here tastes so amazing. Carrie, have you been eating the food here? Yeah. We we ate some vegetables when we got here. How many times? I, I don't know. Twice? Carrie, if we go in there, do you think that you could come with us while we bring back your brother? Do you... Do you think he's still alive in there? We have to check. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> sweetheart, I don't I don't know if I can ask you to go back through those other rooms without eating the grapes. She says, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with you and we'll all go back together. I give her a reassuring embrace. I don't know how we're gonna get through this door. When I shut it, it wouldn't open. I tried to go through again to look for Cloud, but the door is stuck or shut or something. Bale is pretty strong now, I think. Fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel at least three times stronger than I ever have in my life. Let's get at her. Pitter patter. <laughs> what are you using to do that? Uh, my father's mandolin. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're gonna make the door cry. I got a short sword. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Um, so you start short swording this uh, crystal door. Yeah. I think you've had how much food have you had? How many doses? I have three three doses active. Okay. I've had five. Fuck. If you count the apples. Yeah. I think you can um, with limbs that seem maybe just a hair longer than normal. Uh, reach around and draw this short short and start um, carving up this crystal. Um, it makes short work of your sword, and I think it's probably going to uh, ruin your sword if you use it to completely get all the way through. Sure. But it's possible. That's fine. The pieces start chipping away and shattering, and as each piece comes loose and lands on the ground, it starts to sort of glow with the same light as the bones that you saw earlier. And once this door has been torn asunder and all that remains are the sort of jagged uh, crystalline edges of the frame, you find another chamber, which 
is smaller. Um, it looks like a single person's bedroom kind of thing. Um, it's not even really a bedroom. It's just a workroom that has a bed in it. And on that bed, um, on a small crystal platform sleeping, is Cloud. I run immediately, um, calling Cloud's name. You run up to Cloud's unconscious form, pushing past um, Bale, who's just carved open this whole crystal portal. Do you try to wake him up? Yeah. Okay. You are slapping his cheek gently, and um, his eyes are fluttering open when um, the other door in this room opens. And in will walk two creatures. They are clearly the figures, or a type of the figures that you saw depicted in the um, paintings and writings in the altar room above you. They are tall, thin, with long, tapered fingers and elegant swan-like necks. Cloud also, who is starting to wake up, is not looking quite like his usual self. His features are sharpened, more defined. He looks beautiful. The the bend and the bridge of his nose from when he got into the fist fight during the last Harvest Festival has been straightened out. The whites of his eyes are uh, clean and bright. His teeth are long and perfectly straight. And long teeth are good now? Long teeth are sexy and hot. <laughs> and I'm tired of you guys oppressing Jordan for his long, <laughs> long chompers calling him Wolf Boy and Crocodilio and all those kinds of mean names that you made up for him is really, really disrespectful. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks different and he gazes up at you um, serenely as these two people uh, march forward into this room and they speak in this high reverberating voice that seems to come as much out of their mouths as out of the walls of the crystalline structure around you. And they say, Please move back. No, you can't have him. It is not safe to disturb him at this time. What have you done? You will hurt him if you continue. No, you're hurting him. No, you. (laughs) (laughs) Hurt him how? One of them moves to put their hand on your shoulder, Gigi, and pull you away from Cloud's farm. No, don't touch me. I back up myself. These two uh, step forward in front of Cloud. Please be calm. We're... We're calm. We just want to take our friend home. They look at each other, sadly. I am not sure if that is possible. Why? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. Just keep it. We're leaving it. (laughs) He is too far gone. No, what have you done? This This is your fault. This isn't right. He doesn't belong here. You are correct. He doesn't belong here, but now I am afraid he cannot leave. Why? What do you, what do you mean? They gesture to his, his changed form, his long limbs. He has become, you would say, tainted. He cannot return safely. What would happen? He would die. Uh, how, is, how is his sister reacting? Elphick, you're closest to her like physically and emotionally. If she starts um, moving into the room, are you gonna try to restrain her? She seems very agitated, obviously. Mm, No, probably, I probably wouldn't restrain her. Okay, Uh, she marches up to these long creatures and tears are streaming down her face and snots running out of her nose. She goes, you give me back my brother right now. He didn't, it's not his fault. We didn't didn't know anything was going on, stop it. 
and she sort of wants to uh, ineffectually wail and kind of like slam her fists against these creatures that are almost twice her height. One of them looks down, confused, and um, gently passes a hand over the top of her head, and she sinks to her knees and starts uh, sleeping again on the floor. Don't do that to her! She was hitting me. What is happening to him? He is acclimating to the biological necessities of life on Alroyav. Alroyav? Alroyav. Where is that? How do you get there? I do not think you can travel to Alroyav. You would die. Is it another island? You could think of it that way. You would be wrong. It is another planet. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm a bit in disbelief because, like, you can't go to other planets. Duh. Exactly. You would die. Nobody can go to other planets, so how would you go? We have reached sufficient technological capabilities, allowing us the ability to travel between worlds. So you can move between worlds, but you can't fix this? No, I also don't like that tone. <laughs> well, I'm really upset. So I'll use any tone that I want, actually. I apologize. We did not anticipate this infestation. Infestation? Of our property. But nothing says, like, keep out. Don't come here. Perhaps you are able to live on our land. Not effectively, no. But you're still alive now, which means somehow Cloud can come back to the island and survive. We can only survive here because we have installed an Alroyav greenhouse. Cloud sits up at this point, and he swings his legs over the edge of the platform that he's uh, been sleeping on, and he looks over at all of you and he says, What's going on? Cloud? Gigi? Yeah. What are you doing here? Coming to get you. Oh. The Alroyav are excited that he is awake and um, begin uh, crowding him and kind of bending around and examining uh, his limbs and his face. No, no, it's clear he's too far gone. He cannot be coming with you. Cloud looks over at you and he says, I don't, I don't, I I feel really weird, Gigi. Yeah. You look a little funny. (laughs) What's going to happen to me? I don't know. I don't understand this. I just wanted to find... For my mom, I just wanted to find some herbs. And I thought... They said everything grew here. Yeah. There is some beeping and chiming from uh, deeper within the complex where the Aurea have emerged from. And one of them heads through the door and uh, you can see that inside is a sort of um, office. There is a long table with a strange, bizarre kind of console on it. And you can hear a vibrating sound, um, this heavy rumble, and then a familiar sound as the lights on the ceilings of these crystal rooms start to intensify. You hear a and maybe in the distance one of you can hear the crashing of waves. What is that? What did you just do again? We saw that before. It is a communication signal. Communicating with whom? With uh, some other interplanetary travelers. It's good news. There's uh, someone passing through who can take us and take some of our guests back to Aoryav. And the uh, other creature starts to head out to the outer ring and um, grabs one of the sleeping bodies and scoops it up and starts carrying it back down into uh, Cloud's sleeping chamber. Whoa, 
stop, hold on. Don't take him. And I'll, like, try to pull the person back. The Aurev is uh, not expecting this turn of events, and uh, this person gets dropped to the floor. You cannot condemn these people to death by leaving them here. That can't be the only option. These people, they, they shouldn't be forced to go if they don't want to. Cloud, do you want to go live on Alrevov for the rest of your life? I, I, I don't want to die if that's the other. I can't imagine that's the only other option. You can't just change someone's biology by feeding them lots of fruit. He holds up a hand that has, like, super long fingers. Well, it at least goes to say that if he can go one way, you can come back. Is that true? And the hour I have say, um, do you have a theory you'd like to share with us? I have, my theory is that you are withholding information. Why would we withhold information from you? You want these people to come to your home planet for whatever reason. You haven't even asked us what we wanted. What do you want? We want to operate our greenhouse here peacefully. We have been prevented in doing that by an infestation of humanoids. Infestation? Well, they came in here and ate of our food without permission. Admittedly, we are not without blame. We did not do a good job of sealing the perimeter of the greenhouse, and our light systems have affected the biology of this island. For that we are sorry, and it seems only fair that we might carry these people to a safer place where they can live the rest of their days peacefully. Have you ever done the work to see if there's no way to make it so they can go home? We are not sure, and we are afraid that if we let the people go, they will die and it will have been our fault. But you, you don't know that they would die. You just think they might. Without... Correct intervention, they will die. We do not know the means of correct intervention at this time. We cannot have them live without the proper parameters. What if we start research now? You have this place here. We can come and go as we wish. Can we work together to find a solution? You should attempt to parlay with them, I think. Six. A six? A failure? Mm -hmm. Can I help? You can roll to aid if you'd like to roll plus bond with Lila. We have bond. We have bond. What is bond? Just plus the number of bonds. We have one bond. Okay. Ten. Okay. So you have aided Lila. I would say under aid or interfere there on the basic move sheet. Give them like a plus one. So that brings you up to... A seven. A seven. A mixed success. It's not a failure. It's good enough. It's better. (laughs) Take it. On a seven to nine, they need some concrete assurance of your promise right now. They're not, like, emotionally negatively attuned to the idea of, like, working together to come up with a solution. I think they just don't imagine you as being able to, like, help with this problem. Well, I have been studying magic for my entire adult life. And who's to say that the principles that I've been studying can't help with this situation. Show us this magic. Uh, I'm going to pass cast telepathy on one of the aliens. Alright. Eleven. Shit. So I go and I put my hand not on their shoulder because it's high, but maybe on their (laughs) forearm. (laughs) Yeah, which is low. I telepathically communicate maybe my commitment to this cause 
to how I also think the interplanetary cooperation can help both of our societies and maybe better not just our Earth or but I if their yeah. place, the place that they yeah. hail from. Yeah. The Aureav is uh, shocked that you're able to communicate with it telepathically, and its eyes go wide and it jerks its arm away. The other one comes rushing out of the inner office that it had been working in, and the two of them confer in high, delicate chimes that seem intensely urgent. And then they turn back to you, and look at you, Lila, with curious new appreciation. This is very interesting. We had not considered the capabilities of which Humans are clearly possessed. Can all of you do that? I turn into a bird. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to roll for that. Uh, ten. Uh, <laughs> hold three. Um, <laughs> one of them runs forward and starts examining. Um, the other one looks to you, Alfic, and you bail and say, what do you do? Uh, I have the same rote light as um, Lila does. So I'm going to touch the floor and try to, like, make it glow. Okay. Ten! They like that. That's good, too. Well, my long, ligamented friend, I can do this. And I pull out my (laughs) father's mandolin. (laughs) And I pluck away. That is very nice. It may be possible to continue research and see what options are available to us. But there are some limitations. The Aureav tell you that if you want to stay and work with them and figure out some research, that means that you would need to commit to staying here for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Living on this uh, island forever, because the only way they can preserve your life is to uh, have you in proximity to their greenhouse. Okay. I will stay here if there's a way for me to convey information to the outside world. I can do that. Not only am I a wonderful sailor, but dare I say I am the greatest storyteller and news bearer and distributor in all of the world. But you've had the most food of anyone. What do you mean? I can't leave now? It will be the most difficult for you to leave and stay alive. I don't want to stay here. That is unfortunate. You have only had a few samples of our food. If you were to leave... I do not imagine your lifespan would be dramatically shortened. Presumably, we will be able to solve this problem anyway, and it will be a non-issue. How many years am I trimming off? I, I, there, there's no way of knowing your unique physiology and the properties of the food that you ate and the harvest cycle. There's too many factors. I'm just looking for best guess. Um, 10 years. 10 years. Off your life. You know, uh, you know what they say, live fast, die from eating fruit young. We do say that. So girls do it well. I, I would love to leave this boring ass island. That is, you are welcome to, but if you are to return ever, you must bring no one else and you must not transport any food or goods from this place to anywhere else to avoid contamination further. Um, I think Aelfic and probably Bale will, like, go back to their home, but, like, periodically come and, like, give you normal food and stuff. Chill. 
stuff like Cheetos that you can't get <laughs> here on the island. Ketchup chips. Uh, yeah, I would want to go back and probably, you know, come back to get a record of these people. Uh, and whether that has to stay here or something, and I don't get doesn't, the information doesn't leave with me, but I still would just want to chase that curiosity. Okay. What about Gigi? Your man's here, but he's all crystal zapped, and he don't want to know what's going on. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Okay, so I'm still a bird. How does Cloud <laughs> react to my bird form now? Oh yeah, you turn into a bird. He doesn't run away. He doesn't run away. He um looks you up and down as you're like flapping around and dazzling the aliens in this room and he says wow is is that a lottle that's so beautiful i haven't seen a lottle in in days i i love their singing so much do you know any lottle songs the one about the milkmaid in the bucket <laughs> No, but he's 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 um, a lot chiller about it, and he says, "Gigi, come here." And he sticks out his forearm, <laughs> whole body. <laughs> well, it's an elongated forearm, so it's almost hey. like it's meant. If you're a bird, I'm a roost. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I gingerly land on his outstretched limb. He looks at you with these big, kind of haunted, shining eyes, and he says, <laughs> Gigi, I'm I'm so happy that you came here, that you came to find me. It, it really means a lot, but I think you should go. And I think you should take Carrie with you and make sure that she gets back safe. I don't think it's fair to mom for both of us to be gone. Can you do that for me, Gigi? I pop off uh, his his arm and I turn back into myself. Um, and I just give him a big hug and say, yeah, I can, I can do that. Maybe Lila starts um, continuing to speak telepathically with these creatures and um, starts asking for a layout of the structure and what the functions are of all the rooms and um, the measured effects of like, oh, how much has this person eaten over how many years? Okay, and that led to this result, interesting. Cloud says a solemn goodbye to Carrie and tells her to watch out for their mom. Says it's probably for the best they didn't find any herbs to give her here anyway, because the food in here is kind of whack. And Bale and Aelfic, I think, uh, lead the kind of solemn charge out of these crystalline catacombs and up to the front of the keep, taking Carrie and, and taking Gigi down the long slick stairs to the dock where the uh, boat is still resting and getting in and sailing off into the distance back to the tillage. And maybe over time, Lila's endeavors are fruitful and she learns more about these mysterious people and the work that they were doing here on this island. Maybe Aelfic and Bale and Gigi become secret keepers of a sort who check and see if there's been any progress, make sure that Lila and Cloud know that they're not alone, that there are people who are watching out for them, bring them news of their families on the mainland, and maybe every now and again, uh, sailors in taverns all over the archipelago start to spread tall tales and rumors of the uh, lights that now appear at night in the many windows of the keep on the Shining Isle. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Many Realms, part of Many Realms. Jeez, I think Jillian called it Purple Sparkle Moon. Something like that, our, our sort of like season one plus collection of one shots where we're jumping into a few different systems as we gear up for season two. Uh, this has been our game of Dungeon World. Again, that was the adventure The Keep on the Shining Isle by the fabulous ShellCon. And you can find all of Shell's works, including this pocket dungeon at portablecity.net. Uh, and you can also check out more of the many realms, including our other one shots and our D&D 5e campaign Tallow at the realms cast.com or on Instagram, Twitter, etc, etc at the realms cast. <laughs>